Well, hi again, everyone. This is Love Letters to Pam, the Jack Church Show, my podcast. And you may also be watching via our YouTube channel. As we always say, we certainly appreciate the support on either platform that you desire to either just listen or watch. In this case, if you're actually watching via the video channel, I'm standing out on a golf course. It's about sunset now here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. It's kind of a chilly evening and it's getting close to Christmas time. There's Christmas decorations throughout the neighborhood and you start to hear the holiday music and, well, you know, all that comes with that. And of course, we can start to have our little pity parties about how sad we are about the holidays. And I get it. It can be very difficult. I'm also, though, going to take this opportunity to do a couple of speaking engagements around the Phoenix area that I've been invited to do. Uh, one is called a Blue Christmas Service that I'm going to be speaking at in Scottsdale. And it's kind of a unique church service. I was not that familiar with it, but they have what's called a Blue Christmas Service where they have guest speakers come in who are walking through grief and they are speaking to primarily the audience is going to be others who may have lost someone and of course the holidays can be a tough time. So that's going to kind of be my deal over the uh, next couple of weeks as we head towards the Christmas holiday is I'll try and do my part and kind of answer that calling that I feel God has put out there for me to just try and maybe support others who are on this grief journey. Hard to believe this will be the fourth Christmas that I won't have my sweet Pam with me. Already made it through Thanksgiving and it'll be okay. You know, it won't be great. Never going to be the same. We always talk about that, but we will get through it. So you may be asking, well, how do you get through the holidays? Well, and I've already done a couple of podcasts on that in the past and videos as well. We just do the best we can. Uh, we don't let people tell us how we're to act or how we're to feel or anything like that. You've just kind of got to work through your own grief process. And, uh, you know, people often ask, well, are you going to put up Christmas decorations? I did last year, and I'll probably put up a tree this year, although I'll readily admit the first couple of years I didn't do much. And again, that's just a personal decision. I do know that once I did put up a tree and some decorations, it did kind of make me feel a little better because, you know, that's something that Pam loved to do. And so I was still kind of picking up the baton, so to speak, and doing it for her. But the other thing that I look for, especially these days, is positive stories. People that are having a positive impact uh, in other people's lives, and then they share their stories with me. And that was kind of the point of this particular podcast. I wanted to share with you a really uplifting story that I ran across the other day on a golf course. Not this golf course, but it was another one. And it was really inspirational. And it made me thankful for the good times that I have had in life and the good times that I had with Pam and with family and our kids and all that good stuff. Because here's the deal. Uh, oftentimes when I play golf now, of course, uh, Pam was always my playing partner, but now I get paired with total strangers all the time and I meet some of the most interesting people. And in this particular day, I ended up getting paired with a young man. Uh, he was probably in his mid-twenties or so, and he was by himself, and I said, so do you mind if I join you? And he said, absolutely not. Really a nice young guy. Well, as we got out on the course to about the second hole we were playing through, uh, he asked me the question. He goes, uh, hey, he says, uh, are you married? And I don't even know what precipitated the question or, or why, but I said, well, yeah, I said, in a sense, I, my wife, those in heaven these days, and I said, but we uh, were married over 30 years. And I said, we played a lot of golf together. And now I'm out here playing golf as well. I said, uh, how about you? He goes, no. He says, you know, my life is just a, a little too busy for, for girls right now. But I then asked him, I said, so have you lived in Phoenix long? He says, 
yeah, I, I've been back here for a while, and uh, he, he swung a good golf club. And I said, you know, I said, you look like you're an athlete. He goes, well, I was. He says, I played Division I football at the University of Illinois. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. I said, how'd you end up at the University of Illinois? I said, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? He goes, oh, he says, I lived all over the place. He said, I was in the foster care system. He says, I was handed off from one family to another. His name was Tyler, incidentally. And I said, well, well, Tyler, I said, you know, oddly enough, I said, I've done some interviews with foster care facilities. And I said, there's a crisis around the country that there are kids who are actually sleeping in offices and courthouse complexes awaiting families. He goes, yeah, he says, been down that road, been there, done that. And I said, well, well tell me your story. I said, how do you end up playing Division I college football? And he goes, well, I'll tell you. He says, at the age of 16 and a half, I was emancipated emancipated. I think I'm saying that correctly. What that means is he's basically put out on his own. At the age of 16 and a half, can you imagine this young man just goes out on his own? He says, somehow, by the grace of God, I finished high school and I stayed out of trouble. So he graduates high school. He played high school football and he was actually very good. So the University of Illinois recruited this young man, Tyler, to play football for them. That's not where the story ends, though. Tyler tells me that after about a year and a half at the University of Illinois, he says, you know, I realized I'd never learned how to study and that uh, I wasn't cut out for these college classes. And he basically was, uh, you know, put on probation or kicked off the team. He, you know, lost his scholarship. Now, this young man could have just given up and said, OK, that's it. I'll just go back to the streets. And he says he told me, he says, you know, a lot of guys and girls in the foster care program, he says, you know where they end up. And I said, yeah. I said, unfortunately, a lot of them ended up incarcerated, they're on drugs, alcohol, they're into bad stuff. He goes, I didn't want to go down that road. So he says, I asked the university to at least give me a letter stating to my character being good and that I just needed help with my grades. So he got that letter. This young man now, all of maybe 19 years old at this point in life, goes to San Antonio, Texas. He gets a position on the University of Texas San Antonio football team. He then works his way back into an athletic scholarship. And you know what happened? He ended up graduating from college at the University of Texas, San Antonio. He got a degree in psychology. He then moved to the Phoenix area. And he says, I decided I didn't really want to do psychology. He says, so I started my own business. That young man, Tyler, went from the streets through foster care, getting kicked off one college football team, going to another one, moving to Phoenix, to starting his own business. It's a painting and home improvement company, and he employs 13 people. Now, how's that for a success story? But it doesn't end there. I asked him, I said, did you ever want to meet your birth mom or your birth parents? He goes, actually, I did. He says, I went back and I found my birth mom. He says, about six months ago, I moved her to Phoenix. And he says, she lives with me now. I said, well, how's she doing? He goes, she was addicted to drugs. But he says, she's off drugs now. She lives with me. I watch out for her. She's got a job. And of course, I've got my company. And he says, we're doing okay. And I told him, I said, Tyler, I said, I don't know if you realize what an incredible story you are, young man. I said, you have come out of what most people would consider an impossible situation. And you've made the best of it. Truly amazing and remarkable. I tell you that story because when we're at our lowest and we think we can't keep going on, no matter how hard the times may be, we got to find a way to keep pushing forward. 
And when I meet people like Tyler and hear their story and what they're doing in life, as much as it pains me to not have my beautiful wife here, to not be living the life that I thought I'd be living now, I'm reminded there are a lot of people out there going through some tough times who, again, pick themselves up by the bootstraps, as they say, and they're marching forward. Now, also, I want to tell you, while other people have pain and loss and things like that, it doesn't lessen your pain from loss as well. But the message is, just keep pushing forward the best you can. I hope that story meant something to you, because it certainly did for me as we head into this holiday period. Keep subscribing to our channel, Traveling with Jack and Pam on YouTube. Keep listening to the podcast called Love Letters to Pam, the Jack Church Show. Until we see you next time, have a great day. Better yet, make it a better tomorrow. And bye now. It's getting kind of dark out here and a little chilly as well from beautiful Phoenix, Arizona.